oh, well, hello there. It's me, your friendly neighborhood shadowy super publisher, Nico, with a new episode of Starfish Cast. And today we have a very special guest, my personal friend and a great colleague in the Consensus Network Starfish organization, Alexi Mindy Meldo, man of mind, hailing from the country of Funland as myself. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting into a lot of stuff that we did early days, how consensus started. And then of course you will learn a little bit of what Alex does day to day or for the organization. Alexi, brother, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, Nico. Sorry. Good. It's sunny here in Finland. And it's usually quite cold in the, during this time, but now it's what's sun here. So it's, it's good. I like sun. Yeah. That's why one reason though, I learned Pomodera from, from the communist Republic of Finland. Uh, not, I mean, the weather, to be honest, that was the main thing. So yes, in Madeira, it's, it's sunny almost all the time. So that's nice. Although ironically enough, I stay uh, inside at the staring at the screen most of the time. Anyway, you like the optionality. Yeah. It's good to be here and thanks for having me. Sure. So, um, uh, to get, get started, maybe, maybe you can just tell a little bit about yourself, your orange build journey, and then maybe you have some fun anecdotes of how, how we met or some stories that we can get dwell in. Sure. Uh, a bit about myself. So my background is in, let's say all kinds of web related development and design. So. Started all the way back in the nineties, making web pages and slowly, but surely got into like coding and development design. So I work with startups and different projects, mainly doing full stack development and web, web, also some just web pages and projects like that, but mainly full stack web development. Now, how did you get into Bitcoin? Oh yeah. The next part. So I got into Bitcoin already in like 2013 or maybe 2012, I can't remember the exact date, but kind of like the first, first back in the day, I bought a bunch of Bitcoins. They cost like max 50 euros or hundred euros for Bitcoin. But ironically, I spent them all in some all kinds of websites like Satoshi Dice and some gambling sites and also paid for a developer five bitcoins to develop an app and stuff like that. So in hindsight, should have huddled them, but you only when you learn. No, I mean, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, like you're a hero. People like you are heroes who actually spend it like Laszlo, uh, the pizza guy. People always yeah. say this they like, oh, he should have hodled and, but no, I mean, that's like, somebody has got to do the work and, and put the things in motion. Like if nobody uses Bitcoin, you know, what good is it for? So, I mean, yeah. I don't think it's very useful to think that way. Like, of course you can always go back and I'd be lying yeah. if I didn't think like, oh yeah, I, I wish I kept mining in 2010 when I started instead of like, you know, going, going on my fiat career, you can always think that, but. It's not really like everybody has their own path. 
And, yeah, and Bitcoin yeah. takes its own, own path through us, through our action. So we, we always make a trade. And in this case, like, let's say you pay the de developer five Bitcoin. That was, a, that was an extraordinary act, you know, from the perspective of Bitcoin network, because now you, you, right. uh, you got what I've you used. needed at the time. It was probably a very good experience in terms of payment. Person you yeah. paid got an experience that was very fundamental, probably to the understanding of the network and the, and the possibilities of Bitcoin. So, I mean, there's immense value in that. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's I, easy to get stuck with the fiat valuation, of course. Yeah, it, it's easy, but I, you're right, actually. It was pretty mind-blowing back in the days that you could just, we did, we had no idea who the guy was and it was like a, was very anonymous transaction, but he delivered like half of the project before and then we paid him half and yeah, it was quite extraordinary, like 10 years ago that you, and I can imagine I can, like, I kind of saw that I saw the value of Bitcoin already back then, but then, then the first like bust game was in 2014 and basically Bitcoin crashed and that's when I kind of lost. We had a, also a project going back in the day. We were thinking already of how, what could we build. And our first obvious idea was a gambling site, of course. And we were really into esports already back in the day. So we like a gambling site with Bitcoin and esports. But I guess we were way too early both for Bitcoin and for esports. So. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's the story of uh, a lot of Bitcoiners' lives. Like we, we, we seem to be like a decade or two too early with our ideas and stuff. Like yeah. I remember seeing like in a in a Star Starcraft tournament, there was like a the the five to eight places you would get the, the prize would be twenty five bitcoins, and like the first place was like what five hundred dollars or something mm -hmm. like that. So that was, that's pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. But anyway, I, like I said, I got like, I left the space basically in 2014. A couple of years, I kept some eye what's happening. And then was it in 2017 or 16, maybe beginning of 17, I saw like, uh, now there's this new thing coming called the Ethereum, like it's, it's coming and yes. It's where the world's computer, I must get hop onto this. Yeah, I started investing in all kinds of Ethereum, the next Ethereum, some cheat coins, the Chinese Ethereum. Yeah, the Neo and all that kinds of requests. Can't remember those names. Pretty good, pretty good gains, but then can never sold and learned kind of quite the hard way that shit coin casino thing. In 2017, 2018. And in 2018, I think we discussed, we, I, I saw that you were like, kind of like transitioning into Bitcoin maximalism. I was a bit skeptical about Bitcoin maximalism then, but kind of after seeing the shit coins, all kinds of like shitcoins and Web3 and ICOs and now the scene and scams and kind of like got lured into the back in the Bitcoin maximalism. And of course, then I read Bitcoin standard at some point. And after that, it's 
looking like full on Bitcoin. Bitcoiners. Yeah, I, I think the way I remember it, it was around 2017, 2018 for both of us when we started transition. I think we met 2017 at the, the end. And, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, then in 2018, uh, with the, with this great shitcoin crash, I think, uh, we both got, got the final lesson there and, and started gravitating towards something better. I mean, we, hell, we were, we were building some shitcoin projects together yeah, we were. back in the day. Yeah. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not ashamed of that. Like that's, that's the path. And, uh, yeah. it was a very valuable lesson, a very expensive lesson as well. Well, I mean, not the developing part, the investing part was expensive, but the developing part was just, yeah. uh, just a detour. Yeah, I'm a, and I'm glad that we never did an ICO already. Like, I would have not wanted to take people's money and uh, not de deliver something. That's probably why we didn't do it. Like, we we had the time. Like, we were working for at least a year on projects, but we never actually launched it because it just felt dirty. Yeah, it felt wrong. Yeah, and then of course. uh you start to realize that a lot of those projects, all of the projects can be done with Bitcoin. Like you don't need a mm. token, like Satoshi is the token. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's such a simple realization, but uh, so many people seem to be stuck with the mindset that you yeah. need, you need a separate network for a, a, and a token for some application. Yeah. And a big realization was back in the day for me that the blockchain as a technology is an isn't that great of technology, but it exists for the purpose of like decentralization and doesn't make sense in most cases to decentralize things. Oh, I, I like I, Bitcoin is probably the only, the money is the only thing that. Right. And, and I think that you, you hit it in the, in the head there because for me, it was the, the hardest thing to understand the use case of decentralization. In fact, like decentralization is a, a little bit of a mis misnomer. It's, it's kind of like, uh, lost all meaning the word, like almost nothing is decentralized. Like, yeah, it's like a natural phenomenon that like occurs. And, and I, I think Bitcoin is like uh, technologically speaking and uh, software wise, probably the only decentralized software that you can claim that can claim such a title and they only use, like you said, is, is money. And yeah. that's something that, uh, took me years to realize. Like I always thought that, uh, you know, maybe it does have something like, uh, distributed, but yeah, then they always start to talk about distributed ledgers and databases. And that's a, that's a whole other thing. It's not really, yeah. it doesn't have to be decentralized to be distributed. Yeah. I think this is something that. A lot of people get stuck with, they, they think that, oh yeah, decentralized everything, but no, don't, no. don't fucking decentralize everything. No, but, I mean, it's inefficiency. Uh, yeah. A lot of times the best services are provided by centralization and money yeah. happens to be the exceptions that. Yeah, you're exactly right. Like building on the, like, let's say the first version of Ethereum, like POV and the services. They were really slow to use and well, I haven't used any of them like ever since. So I don't know, maybe if there was a good decentralized services, I would be using them and kind of want to try the Nostr thing, but haven't really tried that. Yeah, yeah. Nostr is interesting. I, I, I've been there for quite a while, but, uh, as, as many of those 
Twitter replacements, they kind of fall short still in the usability and of course network effects, which is the most important thing. Like a lot of people switch from Telegram to Signal, but uh, for me to do that would mean like uh, I have hundred people in my network in Telegram mm -hmm. and then moving to uh, Signal is just not possible. Same with, same with Twitter. But that being said, like I'm really excited to see what's being built uh, on Nostra yeah. and it, how fast it is moving with the community power. So this might be different. This, uh, like this time it might be different, really. Like we might be able to have something resembling a decentralized social media platform. And that's huge. Like people say that it's bigger than Bitcoin. A little bit of uh, an exaggeration probably, because probably uh, Bitcoin played a big role, role in, in the, you know, inspiring that. And the guy who, um, who came up with Nostra, Fiat Jeff, uh, is, is, uh, the, the, the person who made the lightning, uh, LNT Xbox on Telegram that we've been using right. since 2018, I believe. Sadly, it's, it's gone now, but yeah. So I, yeah, I think they, they go hand in hand and, and like this decentralized pound square and decentralized money. I mean, uh, it's just a match made in heaven. Yeah. The lightning tips in Nostr. That's what I'm also excited. Yeah. The zaps. The yeah, zaps. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah, I was just posting my, my old tweets, um, on Noster and then somebody just zapped me, zapped me and it came to my lightning wallet and it's like, ah, you know, yeah. kind of realization that you got in the early days of Bitcoin when you made your first transaction and then it works and you're a little bit surprised. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I felt that joy again. So there, there's, there's some hope there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Noster, I, I see there's a lot of potential for. You know, like uh, renewing this world university concept that has been the internet and Google and all that. I feel like this might be the last missing piece of the world. Now we have something like chat GTP and uh, artificial intelligence. Now we have Nostr. You have a place, this dot town square also doubles as the town university. Like you can go there and uh, get the best information from the best experts that are not verified via fiat degree but the community support, like, uh, you know, you have your Nostr private key that can be connected to your, uh, online persona. doesn't matter necessarily who you are, or what your, what your credentials, your fiat credentials are, or even what is your name or what your face looks like. All that matters is your proof of work that people respect and people have come to trust. And then you can go and get your, your education from them. And, and I think, um, some, some projects like Geyser, for example, is using Nostr badges already. So I see there's a lot of like, I, I, uh, like from LinkedIn credentials or Fiat credentials or Fiat university degrees, we're moving towards something different, something more flexible. Like you can have several different online personas that are not connected to your meet space identity. And, and, uh, you know, you can, you can live uh, different, different lives online and you can be a teacher, you can be a, a builder. Mm -hmm. And it, that's something that I want to also in the long term build for consensus network. There's something that, uh, we've been talking about planning for like three or four years consensus academy, but yeah. since the book thing is taking, uh, most, most of our time now, I haven't really gotten into it, but I think, uh, the time might be soon ripe for something like that, that we can, we can have this, but maybe it's a Nostra client. Maybe it's just using a Nostra client that we can have some classes there, but, uh, to take the education to the next step, um, we yeah. already have the books that we can use as, uh, as a curriculum. 
And uh, yeah, I just see see that uh, as a nice nice little development. But yeah, yeah. talking about consensus, why, why don't you tell uh, a little bit about your consensus story? Yeah, I was there in the, guess I would say in the beginning when you kind of started Consensus Network, was it in 2019? 2018. It was, uh, yeah. the, the, there's, uh, there's still, uh, a consensus association in Finland. Yeah. They yeah, started kind of like, uh, well, I tried to try to make it a Bitcoin association, but now it's a full on, uh, shitcoin association still has the name though. And then at some point I, I kind of worked the content creation out from it because we started having this, like a little team, you were one of, one of the, uh, uh part of it, uh, Rafa and, and other, other great people who, and Max Hillebrand also. We were making content and it was kind of like a separate thing. So that's how consensus network started. Mm. It was kind of like a spin off from the Finnish association that was kind of like localized, not really so much for the international markets. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I remember you, you were making a lot of good content It's still available on our website. Some of it is in, in English, some of it it's in Finnish. But yeah. Yeah. That's also quite interesting content about nature of reality and everything. Yeah, we went pretty deep in that one, uh, with the, yeah. how consciousness creates reality and stuff, yeah. but that, that, that might, that, that, that might be in Finnish. Yeah. Or is it? I can't I remember. Right. It might've been in Finnish. We, we got a link it here, uh, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was one of my favorite shows. We got a lot of feedback yeah. of that. Like some, some serious, uh, Finns were thinking like, oh, that's too deep. Like that's too, uh, whatever. Weird probably is. Weirdest but guess what? Human mind is weird. Like if you don't yeah. think human mind is weird, then you don't really, you're not a, uh, aware. Yeah. And both to say what's possible. I mean, we're traveling on a big rock in the middle of nowhere, traveling on a big rock was to yeah. say what's really possible and real. This art. Yeah. People are so eager to jump to conclusions. I guess it stems from the need to feel secure about your mm -hmm. surroundings and your life that you, you have on things are under control. It's kind of a scary thing to think that anything can happen and you don't really control anything in your life. But yeah, uh, back to consensus, I think in 2009, we did content and then I helped you start the first bookstore together with uh, Elmar, the first site. Actually, that's, that was be way before Elmar. El Elmar helped to build, build the new, new site, okay. which is now being replaced with the, with the third iteration. Yeah. You helped yeah, me okay. with the very first one that I built myself okay. with the WordPress, which by the way, thanks for that. I, I couldn't have pulled it off by myself. And, uh, Why? even before I can remember everything about the <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I, I might also, uh, forget about stuff, but it's nice to remember where we came from. And the first side was, yeah, I was, it was an experiment, but that's how we started. Yeah. It was just a yeah. WordPress side made by, made by me and, uh, yeah, and Alex I made the uh, UX uh, experience yeah. and the graphics. Yeah. I think I've made some UX and that I helped with some blog in some WordPress. I don't know how it's these days, but I can, it's always been quite hard to get stuff working in WordPress. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but we did get lightning payments working in 2019, which was kind of early for, for merchant. Of course, we used uh, the custodian, but uh, still. Yeah, then, uh, then I've been helping with concerns as well. What I do best, develop the things, software develop. And now we have been building the new web shop at the uh, new bookshop. Well, the new bookshop and then also updating now the affiliate, affiliate site that's now under development. And we, and we have also made the new landing page for content network, the new brand. I, I really like the new brand. It's yeah, thanks. Thanks to Upright One for for making that brand brand uh, rehash for us. That was really really good. We've been rolling it out slowly. Uh, we still use our old logo in in some of the designs and some of the books. Obviously, it takes time to change it, but I think it's a uh, it's a good uh, change. It was time for a change, and I think it's really reflecting our going going forward. And the starfish is a little bit more pronounced in the branding. And yeah, there's a lot of lot to like about the new site, the new landing page. There's going to be more content there. We're going to add blogs and stuff. Working on 21 Futures, which is the fictional anthology about Bitcoin. There's going to be, we got, we got like 50 submissions for that. And by the way, I'm going to make a whole other video of that, but I'm just going to mention it because it's so cool to read mm. about Bitcoin fiction. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure you will like it as well. I need to send you those stories. We got 50 submissions. We, we picked uh, 21 of the best ones. But some of them were still good, so we want to publish them, uh, hopefully in a blog form. So that's one form of content. And of course, if anybody uh, from the team or outside the team wants to write for us, we can publish that. So I, I think that's going to be one. The Academy is going to be one thing to plug into the Consensus Network landing page. And then, of course, right now, our, our main business is the BitcoinBook.shop, which we kind of like popped out of, like Consensus.network used to take you directly to the shop. But not anymore. Now it takes you to the landing page, which is uh, one step closer to this a little bit uh, bigger umbrella of, of services and content that yeah. I'm about to offer. Really exciting stuff. Yeah. And yeah, but maybe maybe I'll just mention a little bit about the affiliate program because that's something that has been on my mind for a long time, and and I really want to make the affiliate program work and may, maybe something unique like above. I've been talking about this, planning these bounties, like you play a video game, you get quests, a daily quests or, or monthly quests or weekly quests that you have to do something and then you get a bonus. So if you sell a book to three different countries, you get a bonus. Uh, if you sell 10 books in 24 hours, you get a bonus, uh, stuff like that. So th those are things, some cool things that you can look forward to. You can actually help us spread the Bitcoin knowledge while stacking some sats, I mean, that's, that's a winner for absolutely everybody. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I hate marketing, so I, I'm, I'm keen to uh, outsource it to somebody else. Yeah. It's coming. You have any, any, uh, fun stories from the share from the past? Yeah. I guess there are a lot of, a lot of stories like we've been doing. Many, Let's do a favorite many, stories and then we can wrap it up. <laughs> I think it's been a good show already, but uh, I feel like yeah, that's, now we, we've been to, uh, working together for so long and we've been friends so long. I, I think that we can add a little bit of uh, personal flavor here as well. One story that comes into my mind is when we had the idea to present to the Mint of Finland 
Uh, oh, that's the good one. I forgot about yeah. it. Yeah. Tell it, tell it, tell it, please. So it was kind of like this innovation workshop for the Mint of Finland, uh, Mint of Finland, uh, prints money in Finland. So literally, literally prints money. And, uh, of course we went there and being Bitcoiners, we already saw the future there where fiat is gone and Bitcoin is the thing and we proposed that Mint of Finland could be called like the world of, was it world of Finland? Yeah, it was world of Finland. I, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was more like a suggestion of a service for them that they could offer yeah. this, uh, cold storage service world of Finland. Yeah. Yeah. We thought, said that you could offer this as a separate brand world of Finland and securely store Bitcoin for people and organizations and really looking into the future where, where, how could they like change their model in the changing world. But I think it went completely over. Yeah. It was we, like, said, it, we were at the we were, too early again. And maybe we two or three. Yeah. And, and the audience really, well, they probably thought that we were a issue of something. But yeah, crazy one is a good, good to be crazy one. Yeah, like I mean, the crazy ones are the ones who, how how was it? Um, those who the are crazy, crazy not to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Yeah, was it Steve? Um, yeah, I, I think it was Steve. What a legend! Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Of course, uh, there was like this competition of these ideas, and the idea that one was something like uh, another different promotional coin uh, or celebratory coin that they're going to mean like yeah. run of the mill stuff. People are completely clueless. Like it, it baffles me day to day, how, how little the people understand who actually run things in this fiat world that we live in. Like it's, you know, when you were younger, when I was younger, I really thought that, oh, you had this, this really, uh, the professionals, they really know what they're doing. And yeah. now the more I learn about it, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, they thought, Nobody wow. knows what they're doing. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, it's up to us too. Yeah. Yeah. So actually back to Steve, uh, he actually said something about like, that everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. So I think it's a good way of thinking things that you can actually change things around you. It's, it's not static. Well, money system is not static. Money can change. And people like it's to say old. things are impossible. Like yeah, throughout human yeah. history, I bet, you know, people thought that the making fire is impossible. And those who tried were ridiculed. Making a wheel was impossible. I mean, I, the same pattern seems to repeat. So, you know, don't listen to the naysayers. Just do what you, what do you think is going to work, even if it's not going to work. And by the way, Steve also had this thing. This is going to turn out to be like a Steve, uh, Steve Jobs fanboy episode soon, but because there's <laughs> a bit of a fanboys here, but I got, yeah. I got to share this. And by the way, he's also biography, the only one that I've read and the only one that I like, it's really, really good stuff. But he had something that he called reality distortion field that that has been 
sticky with me ever since I read that in the book. And that's kind of like what, what we are doing as well. Like we are distorting the reality around it. And this is something that we went a little bit deeper in the, in the episode about the mind and consciousness. But the, the, this is like, if you, you can will something into existence, if you believe enough on it and you put work in it and you convince yes. people around you, like it can be as simple as radiating this optimism that convinces people that, okay, that maybe this is possible or that, or just yeah. them simply showing people that the naysayers that this is possible. And I'm going to share one more, one more quote. It's, it's a, a Japanese proverb. It goes something like this. It, it goes, um, uh, if someone can do it, I can do it. If no one can do it, I must do it. So, so that could, it's kind of like the same thing. Like if you think, think that the world is ready, the science is settled, so to yeah. speak. I mean, it has never been so. How can you yeah. think that now we have everything figured out? How, how can you think that a decade from now, we don't have some major revelations about, you know, space travel or whatever it is. Yeah. We can't imagine those things. Like people have been notoriously bad at predicting the future. Even those are, that are very accurate get very fundamental things wrong. Like for example, the internet was a very difficult thing for anybody to predict. I don't believe anybody did. So let's not pretend to know everything. Let's not pretend that we have knowledge. I, I think that's the source of all this, uh, problems in the world because people think like, yeah, this is for certain, this is for a fact and it's never going to change it has always been, but it became a fact because enough people believed in that enough people yeah. built it into existence. Yeah. It's, it's not an instant process also. It takes time when you start building something or wielding something into existence. Other times you just have to keep going at it and suddenly you start to see it things change and start to see these new pieces of information come to you at new inventions that probably make the thing you're building possible. It's, it's a process. It's not like a, you know, you know, so you know this very well that the world doesn't change in the means. Yeah. Every entrepreneur knows this very well, yeah. you know, behind every success, success, there's tons of failure and that's something that people mm who are not entrepreneurial minded or geared towards entrepreneurship, they usually just see that, oh, but he got lucky with this discovery or invention and that's why he got rich. But what they don't see is the hundreds of failures that leads you, lead, lead them down that path. I, I don't think there's a lot of people who just instantly got something without any, any proof of work. So yeah, I, I guess that's the takeaway. Like you have to put in the hours and you have to believe in yourself and do it yourself instead of looking for answers for somewhere up high. It used to be God. Now it's the experts. I mean, yeah. in, in that sense, we are God, all of us. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that's a good way to wrap it up. And, and we, we should probably do great. another, another episode on mind and consciousness yeah. because I'm getting all fired up. Uh, yeah, we do. A nice topic. But yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do a follow-up episode. Yeah, let's, let's definitely do that. Get, maybe get some other, other, uh, cool people that maybe could, could, would be a good addition to that. He's a, a fun guy to talk to, but yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap this up and can you just tell everybody where to find more about you and uh, if they want to get in contact and, and see your stuff, what are you working on? Yeah. Um, uh, 
probably the best way to find me is from Twitter. It's at Mindy, M-A-I-N-D-I, Mindy. And there's also a link to my personal webpage where you can find some projects working on, including Consensus Network. All right, excellent. Thanks, Alexi. Thanks a lot. This was was a fun episode and let's do, let's do another one themed on, on the, on the things of mind, like we did back in the day. It's, uh, it's an honor to work with you and have, have you as a friend and, and thank you for coming. Thank you, Nick, for having me. Of course. Great. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye everybody.